0: You know what time it is. It is time for another episode of Have We Met with Brett. This is your weekly source for all that is new in the pop music world. I'm going to be introducing you to all of my favorite new songs for the week of November 24th, 2023. And hopefully by the end of the episode, you'll have met your new favorite song. And I know better than anyone how difficult it can be to listen through new music. There are so many new songs every week. I normally listen through more than 100 of them, and then I choose the absolute cream of the crop to recommend to you. I try to give you some fun facts about the artists or the producers, that kind of thing, to give you a way in, a way to connect with these new artists and these new songs. And as always, there are a few songs that I'm really excited about this week. But before I get into that, I just want to take care of a few housekeeping notes. First of all, the best way for you to support the podcast is to give us a rating either on Spotify or on Apple Music, wherever you are listening to your podcasts. So scroll down all the way to the bottom on Apple Music. You'll see a place where you can give us five stars. You can leave us a review and you can also subscribe to the podcast. You're always notified when there is a new episode available. It would mean a lot to me if you are on Instagram you can follow us at how we met pod go to the link in the bio there you can follow the weekly playlist so all of the songs we talk about today are there in order And if you're listening to an older episode of the podcast, go down to the 2023 overall How We Met playlist and you will find every song that I have talked about on every episode. And you will also find some other songs that I've been loving this year. My overall Spotify playlist for 2023 this week reached $1. thousand songs, okay? So that's a great playlist for you to throw on when you just want something new, something in the background, or just some good energy while you're hanging out at home, making dinner, driving in the car, anything like that. I hopefully one day want to become one of those people who makes playlists professionally and any follow that I can get on any of those playlists is a huge help in getting me there eventually. So I bet you want to know what songs I'm listening to this week. And today we are not going to waste any time. Usually I edge you a little bit before I get to my favorite song of the week, but I can't wait this week. I want to play you my song of the week. It comes to us from Swedish pop superstar Zara Larsson. Zara is one of those many pop girls who has hits galore, so many songs that you know, great stage presence, a fabulous voice, and just has trouble sometimes breaking through. Her full album, Venus, is coming out in January. She has released Can't Team Her, End of Time, and On My Love already this year. And this is part of that new strategy in music where you basically put out single, single, single. You hope something sticks. You hope something catches on. You hope something goes viral. And that seems to be the favored way for people to be able to release an album now. Most labels don't feel confident enough in putting out an album without a major hit. I have a lot of problems with that personally. I think if you're putting out a song because you love it, you believe in it, you think people will like it. That song deserves a place on your album. I also think that regardless of how many people are listening or buying the album, you need to be able to put out your vision as an artist. Let us know what you are capable of. Maybe this album isn't the one that sells millions and millions of copies, but it does always help with the lore and the background of this artist, right? Zara is someone who should be world famous, should be on tours, should be like one of the biggest names in pop music. And she has big hits. She's got two songs on Spotify with over a billion streams on them. But it's increasingly difficult for people to create those kinds of smashes consistently. And what I'm going to say is think about Kylie Minogue. Padam Padam came out in the summer. It was her biggest hit since Can't Get You Out of My Head. But when the album came out, it didn't really sell that much better than Disco. I actually don't think it did sell better than Disco. Disco hung around in the charts for weeks and weeks and weeks after it came out, but tension has dropped all the way out of the top 100. So having a great big hit single does not necessarily lead to album sales. Having the album is more important. So I am so glad that Zara's team has said, the album is coming out, here's when it's coming, you know, we have time, we can pre-order it, We finally have something to look forward to. I have really loved all of Zara's output so far this year, and I think this new song is my favorite one thus far. It is called Memory Lane, and it is a song about kind of having no regrets. Maybe we've made some questionable choices in our lives. Maybe we've not taken advice that we should have. But going back, looking through all of that, remembering those wild stories... And being thankful for the lessons that we learned from those maybe not so great decisions. Memory Lane has a great big pop chorus. She sounds beautiful on it. It gives you that nostalgic quality, but not in a way that's too sweet or anything like that. It still has energy. It still shows off her voice and her attitude. It's a great mix of sounds and energies. And it shows off a lot of the things that I really appreciate about Zara as a pop entity so let's get started on a high note this is Zara Larson and my pick for song of the week this is Memory Lane Yeah, as much as Zara has become one of those go-to vocalists for a dance collaboration, you know, she's worked with David Guetta, Clean Bandit, Alesso, etc. I always like her mid-tempo songs. I think she really suits that energy and her voice is so full. It just gives it a little bit more space to breathe, right? That and I think her voice has so much emotion in it. And those sorts of stories just sound so powerful and meaningful when she sings them. That song was written with a woman named Clara, who is one of the members of First Aid Kit. And you might recognize that band's name from the Tovlo album, Dirt Femme. They uh, feature on a song called Cute and Cruel on that album. And just one more example about how all the best pop music just comes from Sweden. I don't make the rules. I really think that song is beautiful. It is the first song on her... I guess it's a Christmas EP. But I don't really see that as being a Christmas song necessarily. But the rest of the EP comes out on Friday. It's called Silent Night. So if you're looking for some good pop Christmas songs... Look no further, Zara's got you covered. I was actually thinking I might make sort of a pop Christmas playlist. So follow me on Instagram and I will share the link to that within the next couple of days. I've been thinking about all my favorite pop Christmas songs. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a classic Christmas crooner sort of moment. But there are so many great Christmas originals that aren't all I want for Christmas is you. No shade, but let's, uh, let's move on from that, shall we? Now, the reason I'm bringing up Christmas music is because this is a weird time in the charts. Every year around this time, Christmas music starts to make up a majority of the top streamed songs. And here's a little fact you might not know. So the Billboard Hot 100, which is the top songs in the States, that chart has a rule that songs go recurrent after a certain amount of time. So If a song has been on the chart for more than 20 weeks and it falls below number 50 on the chart, it is no longer eligible to be on the Hot 100. That rule was put in place just to keep songs from staying around in the Hot 100 for a long, long, long time. It's, you know, supposed to make the chart a little bit more current and a little bit more relevant. So I find it really interesting that that same rule doesn't really apply to songs that are much, much older than songs that are having that rule happen to them. There is a chart that is specifically for holiday songs, and so I'm curious why those songs don't just chart there. But anyway, that's my little rant for today. And the reason I bring this up is because there is a certain song by a Canadian artist by the name of Tate McRae. And without all those Christmas songs, she is the most streamed song on Spotify Global right now with Greedy. Now, last week, I didn't talk about her new song, X's, because... I actually think it's a touch too early for her to be putting out another song because Greedy is still climbing and they don't want to steal momentum from that song, right? And the other weird thing is she was on SNL last weekend, but X's wasn't even the second song that she performed. I think the reason they're putting it out now is, I mean, to generate a bit more interest in the album, which is coming out next Friday, the 8th. But I also think that the video is almost more important than the song in that case because it shows her in like... True early 2000s pop diva stardom quality. She's choreographed within an inch of her life. And lots of dance videos, you know, they cut away from the choreography. They zoom in. They feature a certain dancer. They whatever. It's it's really frenetic. But this video, there's almost a 20, 30 second clip where she just wants you to watch her do the entire routine start to finish. And you don't need anything else because she's so dynamic as a mover and as a performer. And I'm glad she's leaning into that because obviously that is the era that got me really excited about pop music. And it is an era that almost everybody now, I don't think you can really be a female pop star and not reference that era, right? It really changed how modern artists are marketed and how they really do need to be able to do everything. But it's funny because if you listen to my concert episode with my friend Russ on our Patreon, we talked a lot about the Tate McCray concert. And I was a little disappointed because I've been obsessed with her song 1035. And she kind of paid it a little bit of dust at that show. She cut it in half and she didn't even have any backup dancers. But now she's leaning more into her dance roots as a result of the success of that song. So as much as I'm glad she's got there eventually and now she's Got lots of dancers, you know, doing this choreo, doing these big performances. I am sad that I saw her right before she started leading into that because I felt like that was what made her so special and exciting so to not see that in her live setting was really disappointing so anyway last week i didn't mention exes because i just i don't think it's quite as strong of a song as greedy is but i do want to take a little moment to talk about tate and how i do think she's doing a lot of things right right now and i'm sure next friday when her album comes out you will be hearing my favorite song from it but for now in case you haven't heard it yet here is a little clip of tate mcrae's exes sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I I was reading some commentary online about how, you know, we haven't had a big pop girl who can do it all, but We just played Zara Larson and she can do it all. We also, I think Tate McRae might just be the first white girl in a little while who's tried to do it all. Because you think about someone like Tinashe or Normani, you know, there were a lot of artists who were using dance really prominently in their videos and in their performances. And those people are often just kind of disregarded, you know? Like, Normani has put out basically one song a year for the last three years, and she can't get her solo career to take off, even though she's released some incredible songs and incredible videos and done some amazing dance performances, right? So I think, you know, I'm not saying that's state's fault or anything like that, but there is definitely an implicit bias when we talk about that kind of thing, you know? Everyone's always like, oh, she's the next Britney. But the fact is, is that Britney was... Well, people said she was the next Madonna, but really she was the next Janet Jackson, you know what I mean? And so I think all of these artists who are making whispers, sung, sexy pop music with great choreographed dance routines, you know, we have to go back and just take a moment to appreciate the influence that Janet Jackson has had on pop music at large. And that's not me saying that I think Tate is the next Britney. You know, there'll never be another Britney. I think Tate has a lot of stuff about her that is really unique and really original. I love that she's bringing that Canadian flair to it. You know, wearing like goalie pads on her album cover, driving a Zamboni in her video. You know, like that is so Canadian. And I love that she's paying homage to her roots like that. I think it's part of what makes her stand out so much right now. Because I can't think of anyone else who's ever done that, really. Anyway, Tate's album is called Think Later, and it comes out next Friday the 8th, and I can't wait to talk about it with you. X's Like Greedy was written with Ryan Tedder from One Republic, and his credits are all over the album, so if you're into that sound, you're probably going to be really happy with the rest of the album. And if you can't wait two weeks to hear me talk about it, I suggest you go to our Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash and that bonus episode that I was talking about where my friend Russ and I talk about all the concerts we've been to. You can listen to us break down the Tate McCray concert and many others on that episode. And that is a super easy way for you to support the podcast going forward financially. Hint, hint. Something else fun you'll find on our Patreon is an interview I did with a Finnish singer-songwriter by the name of Naya River. She joined me on episode 14 to talk about her song, Burned CD, which I think is going to end up on my top songs of 2023. It's a great song. I can't get enough of it. Every time it comes on, I'm like rocking out. I think she's got a fabulous sense uh, of... I think she's got a fabulous pop sensibility and she really knows her way around an earworm, around a hook. She has been promoting this song all week called Cyanide on her social media and talking about it, saying it's the most vulnerable she's felt in a song that she's written so far. It is about someone who was in her life, who was close to her and who she realized was just not great for her to have around anymore. Someone that she knew she needed to put some distance between herself and this person. The way she was describing the song on social media, I was assuming we were going to get, I don't know, maybe a dramatic emotional ballad, but it doesn't have that energy at all. It's a great pop song with that twinge of darkness and of revenge almost behind it. So it's not overwrought or overly dramatic or anything like that. It channels that anger into just a great pop song, honestly. And I think that helps get the message across that, you know, things are better now Without, you know, she's not sad about it. She's not beating herself up about it. She's realizing it was necessary. And I love that spin on it. When I chatted with Nia, she seemed so excited just about pop music in general She's really passionate about big melodies and songs that are going to have people singing along. And the more I hear from her, the more I see that vision, and the more I believe that she can carry it off. She really has the skills. So uh, have a listen to this. This is Nea River, one of my favorite new pop girls. Get on board with her before she blows up. This is Cyanide. When it got hard to breathe under six feet in the hollows of your life that are colder than ice, I dig my way up. You know that part in your night where you're hanging out with friends and you're listening to music, you're talking, and then inevitably somebody brings up, I don't know, a video or a joke or a comedy roast or whatever, and you end up putting that on YouTube, and then you journey into the YouTube video portion of the night. Well, the other night, my partner Daryl and I got into a portion of the night where we were watching awards show speeches. And one of my favorite speeches came from Meryl Streep, right after Carrie Fisher passed away. And she shared a piece of advice that Carrie Fisher gave to her. And that advice was take your broken heart and turn it into art. And that was the first thing that I thought when I heard cyanide for the first time. It's just a perfect example of how you can take something negative that happened to you and make something beautiful with it, you know you flip the script and you take your power back and you don't let it stand in your way. You don't let it define you. You know what I mean? And so I really think that's a gorgeous song. And again, I'm a big, big fan of Naya River. So Throw her on your playlist, show her some support. She's independent, she's from Finland, and there's not a lot of really famous Finnish pop stars out there right now. She was literally the first independent Finnish artist to be featured on Spotify's Fresh Finds playlist. So she's got momentum and she totally deserves it. After we did our interview, she actually sent me a little clip of a song that she was working on and it sounded amazing too. So I know she's got lots in store for us and I will be waiting with open ears. One of my favorite things is when I discover a new artist and I start learning about them and I go, oh, this is actually an exciting fact that I'll get to share with people. I love telling people about new songs and new music, but obviously the best way to get into these new artists is by getting a sense of who they are and what they're about. And I have a feeling that some of my musical theater friends are going to be a fan of our next artist. Her name is Samira Mighty. Now, with a name like that, how can you not become a pop star, right? But check out some of her credits. She is originally a West End girl, as in she did the UK's version of Broadway. She was featured in Dreamgirls and in one of my favorites, Mamma Mia. She apparently left her production of Mamma Mia to appear on the fourth season of Love Island. So if you're into theater, reality, TV, you might already be familiar with Samira. Samira. And if that wasn't enough, the coolest thing on her credits list is that she was in the live action version of the Beauty and the Beast movie. And as someone who just went to Disney World for the first time, that all makes me so, so excited. So Samira has been releasing singles here and there, usually collaborations with other dance producers for the past year or two. And she is now ready to release her debut solo EP. It is called Dance Floors and Drama Volume 1. Now usually the way I find new music for the podcast is this. I put on the New Music Friday playlist, I let it play through. Sometimes there's a song that'll grab me right away, but usually it's on the second or the third listen that I go, okay, I remember this one. I remember liking this one. This is one I need to learn more about. This is one of the ones that grabbed me immediately And there's a few reasons why. One, it's got this almost like reggaeton beat underneath, which in these cold winter months, I always like something that's going to make me feel a little warm inside. But the other cool thing about it is the hook reminds me a little bit of Rich Girl by Gwen Stefani and Eve. Na-na-na-na-na-na. I'm going to play it for you. And let me see if you can hear that too, okay? This is the first single from Dance Floors and Drama Volume 1, Samira Mighty. This song is called Good at Goodbyes. Ohray me fa so long <laughs> That might be one of my favorite pop lyrics of the year twenty twenty three that is hysterical. Do you see what I mean with that kind of rich girl influence too? It's got that really bouncy beat, but her vocal is so smooth. And it really, there's a lot of different elements at play there. But I think it all comes together really, really nicely. It's got that really fresh sound, but something still classic at the same time. I'm going to be really checking for that EP when it comes out in January. And I'm also curious about this volume one. Does that mean we'll be having more dance floors and more drama? We can only hope. One of my favorite things uh, about doing this podcast long-term now is that we are already starting to talk about a lot of the same artists, so you're getting a sense of the kind of people that I listen to, the kind of artists that I think deserve our attention, right? If you're putting out song after song, and I like to talk about all of them, then you're someone that really deserves a place in the conversation when it comes to new pop music. You're going to remember, hopefully our next artist as well. Her name is Matilda Pearl. We talked about her a few episodes ago and she was the one whose mom named her after a dolphin. One of my favorite kinds of songs is that inflated ego, I'm the shit kind of anthem song as I think Such a big part of being a pop star is convincing people that you have it, that you are it. You know what I mean? And this song is called Superstar, and it falls into that category perfectly. Maybe a little delusional, maybe a little tongue-in-cheek, but a lot of attitude. And it's the kind of song you listen to, and it makes you feel that way too, right? For this song, Matilda's teamed up with a young artist who's 19 years old, and his name is Hey Astro. They're both from Australia And the more episodes of the show I do, the more Australian artists I'm finding that I'm really, really excited about. I actually won't be surprised if my end of year best of 2023 playlist has more Australians on it than anyone else. I'm gonna play you a little clip of Superstar and I hope it makes you feel the same way I do. This is Matilda Pearl and Hey Astro, Superstar. Oh yeah, you gotta throw that one on when you're getting ready to go out to the party, when you just need to make yourself feel like a million dollars. I like that song a lot. My only thing is, sometimes I have an issue when a song just sort of repeats the same lyric uh, a few times as the chorus. There's so many options there for, you know, a Donatella Cruella sort of rhyme scheme. If you wanted to stick with that Disney sort of reference, it could be... I'm a princess just like Tiana, billionaire, you can call me Rihanna. Just a thought. Matilda, if you're listening, I'm ready to be put on the remix. (laughs) So like I said, I've been thinking a lot about my end of year, best of 2023 playlist and what's going to end up on it. When I think about the year as a whole, maybe Australia will have the most songs in terms of a country, but the person with the most songs as a single artist is another artist I have already talked about on the podcast a couple of times. She goes by Tia Tia. Tia must be one of the most prolific songwriters at play right now. She made a vow that she was going to release a new song every single week until the end of the year. And she did that, I'm going to say, two months ago already. So every week she adds another song onto her album on Spotify. I know I talk down about, you know, throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. But I think there's also kind of a flex in saying, yeah, (laughs) I have this many songs under my belt and I don't even care. Like, let's just have you hear all of them. I want you to know what I'm about. And this is one that really stuck out to me this week as well. Again, it has that classic sort of sound. It's called tango. And it gives you that South American, you know, the horns, that drama. And it also gives us a little bit of fun wordplay. It takes two to tango. I know you want to tango. You can tell she's really someone who wants to get people out on the dance floor when you hear their music. And this and this song is no exception. Though I'm going to have to brush up on my ballroom skills before I hear it out at the club. <laughs> I hope you like it. This is Tia Tia and Tango. Hmm. So every <laughs> once in a while this happens where... I'll talk about the song, I hype it up, and then I go onto iTunes to buy it, which is how I play all of the music for the episode. And for whatever reason, this song isn't there. I can link to it from her Instagram, there's an Apple Music thing there, but it takes me to a version of the album that has not been updated with this song. So let it be known that I tried. I also just left a comment on her Instagram to let her know that there's an issue, but I had to do something a little bit naughty. I found the official audio video on YouTube and I ran it through a converter and I'm going to play that version for you. I'm really sorry. Again, I tried. Please don't sue me. And also my apologies if the quality isn't amazing, but I do love this song and I want you to hear it. So one more time, let's try that again. This is Tia Tia and Tango. I am so sad I just got back from somewhere warm because how desperately do I want to be on the beach without blasting, sipping a little pina colada, lathering myself in suntan oil. I can't wait for my next tropical vacation. That's going to be the first song I put on. What a bop. On Tia's Spotify, it says she's releasing over 50 songs this year. So if you haven't heard any of them, I'd be shocked and appalled. I have nine of them saved on my overall Have We Met 2023 playlist. And if you're not following that playlist already, well, here's a reminder on how to do so. The easiest way to stay in touch with the podcast is on Instagram. Go to at HaveWeMetPod. Click the link in the bio. If you have either Spotify or Apple Music, you can find the weekly playlist. You can find the overall 2023 playlist, links to our Patreon, links to donate, anything like that. Any support, any follow, any share is highly appreciated. Any review, any rating. If you don't know how to review or rate, shoot me a little message and I can help walk you through it. Now, we only have time to talk about two more songs today. It is a strong week for new music and I love these last two songs. The next one actually was my runner up for song of the week. It comes to us from an artist named Elio. I first heard Elio on her Charlie XCX duet, Charger. Her new song this week is called A to B, and it's a song about dating this new person, hoping that they can keep up with you, and that if they can hang out with you, that you can take them anywhere that they want to go. It's got a lot of attitude, a lot of personality, it's a lot of fun. Apparently she records all of her music in her home studio, isn't that cool? But even cooler than that, she lives in Toronto. The reason she was working with Charlie XCX is that Charlie is actually a part of her management team. That explains why her music is just a little bit left of center. She's got this great pop sensibility, but there is something really unique about what she's offering. Every time her name pops up now, I get excited. I didn't realize that she lived in Canada now. That is so exciting. Now I want to run into her on the street and tell her what a fan I am. Though, I also read that her stage name Elio comes from Timothy Chalamet's character in Call Me By Your Name, and, ah, man... Here's the thing about "Call Me by Your Name": two gay guys living in a house together for six weeks. Obviously, they're gonna have sex. Like, where's the tension? Where's the drama? I'm sorry, that movie was so predictable and boring and stupid. And I'm refusing to see Wonka. Dutch casting is bad. And that is why I have a music podcast and not a movie podcast, because I'm sure everyone disagreed with everything I just said. But hopefully I can get you back on my side with this song. It is called A2B, and it is by Elio. Enjoy. Enjoy. I love that idea of being so busy and on the go and just needing someone with you who understands that and fits into your life, right? You're a busy pop star with a busy schedule. You need a man who's okay with that, right? (laughs) So we were talking about those songs that make you feel warm in the winter months, and that was a big reason why I wanted to feature this last song that we're going to talk about today. It comes to us from a singer-songwriter who was born Carmen Sparks. But she goes by Holiday Sidewinder and huh, look at this, another artist from Australia. She used to be the lead singer of a band called Bridezilla, but after they disbanded, she started pursuing a solo career. And lots of her songs play with the idea of being on vacation, being somewhere tropical, being somewhere luxe. And I get that sense with this next song so, so much. It's really carefree. It's got a lot of energy. And actually, I don't know, this is a bit of a throwback, but if anybody listening remembers the song Swim by Fickle Friends. That was the first song that came to my mind when the guitar riff came in after the chorus of this. If you've been following the weekly playlist, I have thrown a few songs by Holiday Sidewinder on there and This, I think, is the third time I've seen her name come up since I've started the podcast. And I like those odds. She's always, on this one, she's like on a boat, reclining, in a bathing suit. There was one where she was on her stomach with no top on, you know, her side boob showing. She's got this sexy tongue-in-cheek kind of feel. And her music really fits that. The song is called Ripe. And it's about being juicy and sweet and ripe for the picking. And so with that in mind, I have picked this song, Ripe, as my final song for the week. Please put your hands together. Open your ears. This is Holiday Sidewinder and Ripe. reason I really wanted to finish with that is the lyric, throw me at the wall and see what's sticking. Because I think that's something that a lot of our artists this week have in common. We're trying to find our way. We're trying to see what's going to make us stand out. We're trying to get people's attention, right? And to do that, you just have to put yourself out there, right? You have to do it again and again and again. And hopefully eventually something will stick. (laughs) That just reminded me in cooking class in grade seven, I remember our teacher, we were making spaghetti. And our teacher said, how do you know when the noodles are done? And I raised my hand and I said, you throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. (laughs) She was like, please don't throw spaghetti in my classroom. It was very funny. I was like, well, that's what we do at home. Apparently, that's not super scientific or uh, sanitary, but it sure is a lot of fun. (laughs) With that being said, we have made it to the end of yet another episode of Have We Met with Brett. I hope that you met a new artist that you like, a new song that you like. I'm dying to hear from you. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you're listening to. Let me know if there's anything I forgot. And I'll happily play it for you next week. As always, these are just a few of the songs that I like this week on the weekly playlist. There are a few more suggestions. So if you like those songs and you want a few more, that's where you should go right now. Make sure to follow that playlist. I try to update it every week with all of my current favorites. And once again, you can follow us on Instagram at Have We Pod. Go to the link in the bio, follow the playlist there. Donate, subscribe on Patreon, anything like that. I appreciate the support so, so much thank you for listening. I will see you next week. And it was so nice to meet you.